All right, everyone, welcome to Tonecast number 116. I'm Brian Porter here flying solo today. And Marco is currently stuck in another state <laughs> with some car troubles and with, uh, yeah, just travel issues and all sorts of fun stuff. So we're kind of uh, holding down the fort solo here. Uh, it's been a it's been a good week to start off. We've got a lot of things going in the shop, a lot of fun things happening. Just appreciate those who uh, have kind of watched our uh, year recap, 2022 year recap. You can find that on YouTube, and and I'll put a link to that below as well. You can kind of see what we worked on last year and a little bit of kind of where we're going as a company this year. But one thing I wanted to do is dive in, uh, since it's just me, is kind of dive into something that I get asked quite a bit. Uh, this is just a a question that people will run by me all the time or people who are curious about um, kind of how we got started and and you know how to get a gear business going, those kind of things. So this is kind of focused on that episode. It's, it's a little less guitar talk and more business talk, uh, but this is a, a part of who we are and it's a part of what we do here at Porter. So I'm going to dive into this topic. Um, this is this is again the question I get a lot. How did you how did you get started? How do I get started? How do how do I come up with something that can turn into a job? How do I provide for my family? How do I take this crazy idea and actually make it a product? Um, so, so specifically for the gear industry, but obviously this can be applied to other parts of the business. And and I'm really coming at this from a, a learn learn by example kind of thing in terms of I, I haven't, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm very much like a get in the weeds kind of learner. I'm a practical learner. I'm not a book learner. I kind of learn by doing. Um, and so that does create some challenges because I often have to stumble to learn, if that makes sense. So you can you can learn from stuff that we've done. You can learn from observing other people about um about having a gear, you know, a gear business or any other business that you say, oh, well, they did it this way. That's very cool. I can I can take some inspiration from that. Or conversely, wow, they kind of kind of took a couple weird steps there. Maybe I should try to avoid that when I get into that um, into that phase. So we're going to dive into this topic. Going to be fairly quick episode this time, but this is something that that I feel um, like I want to give back in terms of you know I've walked this road. Sometimes feels like by myself, but I really haven't. I've got had a lot of support from from family and from friends and and just people that have come along, mentors and other people come along to encourage encourage me and encourage uh, the people that work here. Is like, hey, you guys are doing doing good work. Keep it going, you know. And that stuff means a lot, you know. Even as we've kind of moved past the the garage stage for a long time now, and now we're kind of a full fledged business. We're we're always uh, we're, we're always navigating all sorts of things, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but this is kind of a, just a really rapid-fire look at maybe what you might consider as you're starting a gear company. So here we go. So the first thing you're going to want to do is, if you have an idea, really work that idea out in your head. You know, something is, has it been done before? Is it something you can test the waters with in terms of, can you make a couple of them? Can you find like a circle of friends who can give you honest feedback, who can test it. Um, obviously, sometimes you come up with an idea and then you look out there and you're like, oh, that's already been done, or maybe you can improve on an existing idea. So keep that in mind as you're looking around trying to figure out what you could offer. Some people offer things as simply as you know, setting up guitars or wiring guitars or 
modifying guitars. And that's that's a simple thing. Maybe you have that skill and maybe you can market that skill. You can you know, do local ads for that. Um, it can be as simple as that or it can be as complicated as creating something like a pedal or or creating it, building a full guitar. So keep that in mind. Um, make, making sure that you're you're really finding that, again, that support network, um, but also supporting your idea with existing jobs, existing money. Um, I, I really am a firm believer in keeping your part-time work or your full-time work as long as you can because that's a consistent paycheck. That's something you can count on. Whereas if you jump into the gear business and you have these crazy ideas and you think they're going to make you rich, uh, you got to make sure you have you have food on the table. Um, so that's something that that you kind of hold on to that guaranteed money. Again, nothing's guaranteed, but if you have a, a job or you're working for someone else, um, keep that as long as you can. Ideally, find something flexible that gives you time to kind of explore the new ideas. But at first, you're going to be taking on another job and your second job, which is whatever gear idea you have or whatever business idea you have is not going to be paying you anything to start off. So keeping the other income streams flowing, especially, you know, if you're by yourself, you can afford to take a lot more risk. If you're, if you're married, if you're, um, you have a significant other, if you have kids, all these things are going to, uh, obviously put more, you know, more responsibilities in your basket. So keep that in mind and make, making good decisions. Um, I really believe in the grassroots Type method, so you're you're really working, basically trying to improve every single week, trying to get better, trying to find new people to check out your products. You know, you may have to offer them at a at a decent price to get people to try them. I think when I first started Porter, I thought I'm going to go and visit 20 music stores, and then just all of a sudden have this dealer network, and then we're going to be off and running. And that was a mistake for me is to to come to these stores and think. You know they're gonna they're just gonna sign up because they're gonna love it, and most of them were too busy or grumpy or they they would try it, but they were just like, hey, I don't I don't have a lot of time right now, or you know that sounds cool, but I've never heard of you before, and why should I carry your brand? And so I ended up starting out kind of with a uh, you know somewhat of a a mistake I would say it was, but just jumping out into the <laughs> jumping to the wolves I guess and saying here you go, everyone's gonna love this, and and they didn't love it. And so it, it had caused me to go back to the drawing board in terms of finding new routes and new ways to get get things out there. So keep that in mind, grassroots. Um, don't over overextend yourself financially. I know that that's hard because sometimes you have to put a lot of money into an idea. If you've got a really crazy idea that's going to cost thousands and thousands of dollars, just be patient. Be patient with that process and knowing that it's just going to take a, little, a lot of time to invest. But one of the biggest things you can work on as you're playing with an idea and you're exploring these different options is figure out why you do what you, you do. Why, why do you want to get into the gear business? And, and more importantly, what problem do you solve and what solution do you offer? Um, you don't want to just come out with another pedal clone or another product that's been done a million times. It's like, why is your product going to be different? What, what can you add to the gear industry? And sometimes that's very obvious, and sometimes that develops over time. So don't don't worry about that too much. But at the same time, make sure that you have something that is viable and valuable to the industry, because that's ultimately going to be your purpose behind what you do, and also how you market yourself and how you get yourself out there is 
is, hey, we, we provide these solutions. So in the case of our pickups, it's, it's very much like uh, pickups with a purpose is kind of our behind-the-scenes tagline is, is if we're going to make something, it has to have a, fill a need, it has to, to make the guitar player inspired, and it has to do what we say it does. It's not, we're basically trying to take the mystery out of the pickup industry and saying, we're going to give you a practical tool to make you want to play more guitar. And so that's very simply what we're doing. And, and so, sometimes that task is, is you're never going to fully achieve the task. But when I get customers who will say, man, I've been playing your pickup set for 10 years and I just I love it. And, and then that's kind of the culmination of what we want to do. Now, what's interesting is that means they, they haven't got another guitar in, in many cases. And so they're not going to buy another set. But but at the end of the day, our purpose is, is inspiration for guitar players and, and ultimately inspiration for ourselves as well. So when you're getting yourself out there, another thing to keep in mind, and this is just my, my personal recommendation, you definitely don't have to take this, and there's, there's a million ways to achieve this, but I, I think along the lines of, of your why and your, your solution that you solve is, is, is think about less hype and more results. So more practical help. Some people really are good at, at making a really showy kind of presentation, a really showy product, and that works. Um, but I find like sometimes those are short-lived ventures where if if you're not able to keep people excited, they can kind of fade off and, and look for something else. And so focusing on the results, the companies that I, I think have been around a long time are really results-oriented. Um, sometimes they're not just releasing something to release something. It's really, oh, this is going to help this this customer. And even I respect a lot of the guitar accessory companies because they're finding solutions where, oh, this is not just another, you know, headstock tuner. This is, you know, D'Addario is a good example. They they have a tuner that fits in the sound hole of your acoustic guitar. It's very discreet. It's very, very effective. And that's just a, a very practical solution that they came up for, for guitar customers. The other thing is, have fun doing what you're doing. Um, this is a lesson that I've learned multiple times is that, um, you know, it's not all fun and games. You have to get into the weeds. You have to do hard stuff. You have to make hard decisions and do tough things, but, but have fun in the process. Make sure that you're, you're loving what you're doing. Um, it's guitar after all. So we should be, we should be enjoying it, but there's definitely times in our history and uh, especially the last couple of years for us as, as certain things have not been very fun to try to try to navigate a pandemic, to try to deal with price increases. But at the end of the day, keeping your mission and your why uh, up near the forefront. Uh, but have fun, you know, play the, play the gear that you're making. Take a guitar, in, in our case, taking guitars home and just having fun and not thinking about wines and magnets and, you know, goss meters and all the things that we have to, we have to do in product development. So have fun. Um, you want to not have any regrets about not trying something. So if you're feeling that, that kind of push to create something, just create it, you know, see what, see what happens. I mean, that's the, that's the biggest difference. A lot of times is just people who have, have gone before us, you know, and, and even people who've been around a long time, they've, they just tried stuff. They got guitars in people's hands and say, Hey, check this out. And then their companies were created or, or expanded. So there's a lot of that just persistence. And, and, and i I think I was telling someone recently that it's really a balance of uh, tenacity and stubbornness kind of all in wrapped in one is you have to keep going 
you have to kind of be just stupid enough to to keep trying and and eventually some things will start to you know some dominoes will start to fall down and and for us it really was the early days it's how do i pay for a cell phone bill how do i pay for groceries how do i pay for you know rent or half of rent and then just start knocking down those mountains because if you think about the total amount that you need um, that number is is very very hard to see how it all would fit together so and be okay with whatever happens too i think that's something that that at the end of the day you know there's there's a lot of ideas that i've tried over the years and that we've done as a business some have been very successful some have cost us thousands of dollars and we haven't made our money back um, there's all sorts of things but but really it's about trying it's about continuing to put yourself out there cuz maybe you're going to have 20 ideas and maybe you have to try all 20 before you figure out which one is the actual money-making idea or the one that takes off. So keep that in mind. Uh, but make sure you're balancing the risk when you when you jump out there. Again, as I mentioned before, um, you're going to have to really take a look at what you are risking, um, both financially and just people-wise and situation-wise. I mean, the last thing you want to do is dump, dump a couple thousand bucks into uh, a gear idea when uh, you can barely pay your rent. And that's kind of the, that's kind of the, the risk reward that, that a lot of us have to face, you know, in early days of, of Porter, we were barely making it as a family. And, and I, you know, my, my goal was to make some pickups on the side to at least kind of get us above water every once in a while. And, and that ended up happening. So even, even at that point, I was like, man, I, I'm doing what I need to do. Um, it's not, you know, I'm not going to retire and, and sit on a beach anytime soon, but I'm going to take care of my family in this way. So keep that in mind. Keep the motivation in mind. Um, you know, as as my wife and I started having kids throughout the course of of this business, um, that's that's definitely a good motivator to uh, provide for your family to do to do right and to uh, <laughs> to work hard because um, that's you got the the little mouse to feed and you got to you just got to keep going. Um, so keep that in mind. And and I know for me the last couple of years is is also taking it easy a little bit. I know that a lot of people have the the hustle 24-7 mentality, and I think the danger is that you miss out on what's in front of you. You miss out on your kids growing up. You miss out on other opportunities because you're constantly hustling and you're constantly pushing forward, and you have to do that, but making sure that you're balanced with something else. So you're balanced with maybe another job. You're balanced with exercise. You're balanced with time with friends, whatever that looks like for you, making sure you're doing something to recharge because there is a bit of this small business thing. There's a bit of this starting a business thing that is very draining. Um, some people are definitely not cut out for it. Some people, I would say, I'm, I fall in this category of I'm, I'm kind of cut out for it, but there's definitely times where it's very exhausting. You know, you're, you're making all this content on YouTube and then you got a bunch of people just, just ripping you a new one. And you're like, okay, well, I got to keep going. I got to make new content. And I got to continue to to pursue and push. And that that just is how it has to be. Um, so so keep that in mind. Don't lose your motivation. I think a lot of times people will get eighty percent down the road of an idea and never actually finish it. So so focus on finishing an idea. Uh, it's a good idea to not start with twenty ideas. Like I mentioned before, you might have to try twenty ideas. But make sure you're finishing something. I think that's the biggest thing I see a lot of times, even in our own 
our own business, sometimes we have an idea like this would be really cool, and then we don't finish it because of you know whatever pile of other things that are happening, and, and really it's it's like it won't become something unless it's done. So have that mentality. I know that sounds very simple, but when you get into the weeds and you start developing something, you're going to have discouragements, you're going to have challenges, you're going to have setbacks, and sometimes a lot of setbacks. And so there may reach a point where your setbacks are too hard to recover from, and that's that's certainly possible, again, kind of balancing the financial parts of it. But sometimes that's part of starting a business, that's part of getting your idea out there is, is pushing through and pushing over some of the things that are in front of you. Uh, but finding a good support network, finding people that... Uh, you know, that you trust, maybe that, that can join the venture with you. Not necessarily, I wouldn't get into financial things with friends. Uh, it's not a good idea, but find find someone that is equally excited about what you're doing and you can dream together. You can you can look at people like Taylor Guitars and read, you know, read Bob's uh, Guitar Stories book, just talking about the struggle for the first 10 years of their business of trying to figure out how to sell guitars and, and lessons that he learned and, you know, stuff like that. Look for people who are willing to share uh, wisdom, you know, local business people like, hey, can you mentor me? Can you help me make these good decisions? Um, what do you think of this product? How, how do you think it could be perceived? Um, where should we start? That kind of thing. And if you find some people in the industry that you trust to, to give you advice and give you honest feedback, I think that's very valuable too. Um, a lot of times you'll You'll have some people that are pretty brutally honest, and if you can if you can handle it, which a lot of us can't handle it too much, but it, at times it's it's good to have these people that will tell it like it is. I remember the early days of Porter, where I sent some pickups to friends, and and I had some friends that were were very honest with me, and like you know this this is here, but it could be here, it could be better, and so that caused me to go back to the drawing board and create. Different, uh, different wines and different options, uh, but that's that was invaluable for me. That I wasn't just just having a bunch of people being like, "Yeah, that's that's great. You're doing great." And meanwhile, your products maybe not not good or terrible. Um, so find people that are, "Hey, can I can I run this by you?" Find local, you know, if you're trying to do a gear business, find local guitar players and say, "Hey, can you try this for a week? Let me know what you think of it. Let me know what you want to change." Do you think it's a good product? That kind of thing. So thank you guys for listening. I know there's a lot that we just covered there. Um, it's just just some stuff that I've been thinking about as I reflect back over the years of Porter here and kind of as we're moving forward is is really, you know, I don't I don't feel like I have any special insight, but I have had a lot of experience and walked a lot of roads and gone down some paths that I don't <laughs> I don't want to see other people go down. Um, but learned a lot of lessons, and I think those lessons have formed the way we operate now and the way that we make decisions. And many times, those hard lessons have have ultimately resulted in better better choices or better decisions or better ideas. Um, not all the time; um, you're never going to have a perfect record. Uh, but at the same time, if I wouldn't have walked through some of those doors, then then I wouldn't be as informed about decisions that. Uh, that we've made and, and stuff that's worked out for us. So hopefully that's an encouragement to you. I appreciate you guys listening to the Tonecast. This is just kind of a, a more one-on-one type thing. I, I really would like to expand this part of the podcast and into videos and other things. I 
I feel like giving back um, is very important in terms of, uh, you know, not only music industry, but just in terms of like, hey, I've, you know, walk this road. And if I can provide any kind of insight or help to anyone that's that's getting started, I would love to do that. Um, I think I've run myself into the ground <laughs> over the years several times trying to uh, trying to make a go of this thing, and and I would I would love to just give back and and to share what I've learned and and I don't know what that looks like. I mean, I've toyed around with um, having somewhat of a not necessarily a business course, but just some some things where where I can share different thoughts, and that's probably what I'll do here on the Tonecast, also on our YouTube channel from time to time, is just say, hey, if you want to get into the gear business, here's some things to consider to watch out for and that and that's what we're about is is giving back and and helping so i just want to mention that uh thank you again thank you guys Uh, i'll put a link to the pickup chooser down there below as we do in every podcast this is a simple form where you can fill out this form you can say this is my guitar this is the tones this is what i'm looking for and we'll get back to you with some recommendations from our lineup and so the pickup chooser actually is a you know, to close out here is a really good representation of what we were just talking about is that we want to be a helpful pickup company. We want to get you what you need and what you want and, and honestly don't want to sell you something you don't need. And so that's kind of why we created the pickup chooser. It helps us get to the way the questions are formulated. It helps us get to an, a, like a more succinct answer to start off with kind of a, kind of steers us you know, down the road a little further. So it, it helps you to, to know that uh, we're, we're analyzing what you, what you put down, and, and that's how we create the pickups anyways, is that we, we have all these solutions that we're trying to put into each model. So a lot of times you'll say some words that are kind of like trigger words, and then we'll say, okay, well, this is now, this is now the direction that we want to go. It's not automated. It's, it's real humans taking a look at it. And basically, kind of like a doctor writing you a prescription for, for your tone. So that's the pickup chooser. That'll be in the link below. I'll put a link to our YouTube video so you continue to watch the content there. We're going to be doing a lot more quick hit product videos. Like I said, the uh, year in review video and some other things going to be on the YouTube channel. I'll link the YouTube channel below as well. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Tonecast. <laughs>